Good day, beautiful podcast family. I hope that wherever you are on this planet, you are doing amazing, and I am sending my prayers your way, wishing you, your family, your friends, and everybody you love all the best. We have an absolutely amazing episode of the show for you today. We have Dr. Nick Bits on, and we are talking about the cutting edge in biohacking and the quest for youth, clarity, and enlightenment. Dr. Nick is the VP of Product Development at the Neurohacker Collective. If you never check them out, they're very interesting. They're making phenomenal products, all made with natural ingredients. Uh, they're most famous for their quality of mind. I remember coming across that uh, many years ago and people just raving about it. This was when I was touring around. I was at Contact in the Desert and um, Burning Man and a bunch of different festivals, but it was pretty prevalent everywhere and everybody's really loving it. So I've had a chance to use it and I certainly notice a difference when I use that and it's all natural ingredients so it really goes to show the importance of what you eat and what you ingest and also what you don't and so we go into all of that in this episode we dive into a lot of different topics we talk about um, the blue zone pillars and their potential role in health and happiness uh, aging and cellular senescence so this is something brand new for me we talk about ayahuasca we talk about detox we talk about reset we talk about yoga we talk about um, Ayurvedic, we talk about uh, meditation, we talk about self-care, enlightenment, energy, and basically just a master class in taking care of the body and what we can use for uh, supplements, but also diet and understanding the science around it. So you're going to love this episode. And if you do, please share it far and wide. Um, Dr. Nick and his team have also given this audience a discount if they want to check out any of the products just use mind body 15 and you'll get 15 percent off your first order i've been fortunate enough to be given a few of them um, and i've been testing them all they also have like qualia night and uh but i'm I'm a biggest fan of the quality of mind whenever I need to focus and do a work session or jump on a podcast or even actually do sports. That's the one that I really love, but they do have phenomenal products for a lot of different things. And they're, again, they're all natural ingredients. So that's why I had Dr. Nick on the show to just uh, explain those, but he also goes a lot deeper in what we can do with diet and self-care and lifestyle and all that. And that's the most important thing. So um, what else? Uh, three kind acts is the best way you can support the show. If you want to work with me, I am taking new clients and basically we're working on life purpose you know on an authentic mission if you want to learn how to have a side hustle but ultimately get clear on your life path your life purpose and then use tools for peak performance spirituality to just shift yourself into a brand new reality of service to others but also one where you can live in abundance and freedom uh, doing what you love and doing a job that you actually care about so if that sounds interesting to you just hit me at mattbelair.com forward slash coaching and if you want to do a training if you're a boss or a CEO. I've been doing a little bit more trainings on mindset, performance, mindfulness uh, in the workplace and anything we touch on on the podcast, we can do a training on. So if you're curious about that, just reach out again, Matt, Matt at zenathlete.com and would love to hear from you. So that's it. Um, oh, you could also become a member if you want and you can do so for free or by donation. And when you do, you'll get access to the amazing Soul Compass program and a ton of excellent bonus content from past guests and trainings from myself and others. So you can go over to the website if you want to check that out. So that's it. Uh, let's get into this episode. And before we do, let's come into a state of peace and coherence. Wherever you are in the world, just stop what you're doing. Take in a deep breath in through your nose. Hold that breath. 
and let it out slowly, filling every cell, muscle, and fiber of your being with joy, peace, contentment, empowerment, faith, courage, optimism, and get ready to enjoy this amazing episode with Dr. Nick Bits. Hello and welcome to the Mastermind Body and Spirit Show. I'm your host, Matt Belair. Today's guest is a naturopathic physician that specializes in Ayurvedic medicine. He is a leading voice in the natural products industry and currently serves as Senior VP of Product Development at Neurohacker Collective. His areas of expertise include nootropics, anti-aging medicine, biohacking, herbology, nutrition, and dietary supplements. Welcome to the show, Dr. Nick Bitz. Awesome, Matt. Really happy to be here. Thanks. Man, I'm stoked to have you on the show. All of these topics, everything you're an expert in, I would like to be an expert in myself. I would like to know. And before we started, I was like, you got to tell me about the stupid things that I'm doing and then shift me over to the optimization. Because before we, we chatted, um, I was familiar when your company came out and I was like, these guys are doing really cool things. You're doing it the right way. So I was excited to see that uh, somebody from the team reached out and, and to be here now. So why don't you give us a little bit about your background, You know how you got into natural medicine and then and how you went over to the neurohacker and everything you're working on today. Oh yeah. Where to even begin? Um, <laughs> you know, so, so I am a naturopathic physician by training. Um, but really my, my journey's long and, and convoluted as most of our stories are, but I, I would say, you know, as a, at a very young age, I discovered, um, the importance of self-healing. Um, you know, I had a back injury, that uh, I couldn't heal through traditional uh, conventional medical practices. And so I literally was forced to heal myself through acupuncture, through diet, through yoga, through meditation. Um, and it just got me really jazzed. I was always on the path of studying medicine, but suddenly I, my, my path veered into this holistic integrative world. And, and ultimately it led me to um, Ayurvedic medicine, which, which is really the lens through which I see the world presently. Um, you know, I've lived in India for a very long time, studied yoga there, lived in an ashram. Um, and so I, 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 I grew to become very fond of that form of medicine. And it's really cool to see how it's really um, come into America and it's slowly making its way. I would say that the state of Ayurveda right now in the U.S. is uh, similar to the state that acupuncture or traditional Chinese medicine was in the 80s. So it, it's, it's just starting. It's emerging. People are interested in it, but it certainly has a long way to go. Um, and so, you know, I, after I graduated from naturopathic medical school up in Seattle, uh, I, I did my medical residency in Vail, Colorado. Um, shortly thereafter, moved to Los Angeles to really dive headfirst into the dietary supplement industry. Um, uh, again, I have a, a profound respect for, for this industry, have used these types of products clinically uh, with, with great effects um, and, and often you know, much better results than pharmaceuticals and conventional medicines. So, so um, you know, I've, I've used these things personally, I've prescribed them. Um, and, and so I, I, I love the industry. I love being a part of it. Uh, my journey has taken me through three or four different companies, 
Um, and presently, I oversee product development for uh, Neurohacker Collective, which is a really interesting, unique, different company. We're fairly young, um, eclectic group of really big minds, um, scientists, doctors, entrepreneurs, creatives, um, all really on a mission to elevate the mind, improve consciousness, cognitive processes, uh, and to support healthy aging overall. And so we're probably most well-known for a product called Qualia Mind. Um, that's a very robust, um, very powerful nootropic or a cognitive enhancing product. Well, I love all that. There's so many ways we can go, but I, let's just start there with what a nootropic is, because that was something that crossed my mind years ago. I started to look into it a little bit. I actually was given some of your product, which was uh, spoken very highly about in the festival scene. I might've been in California or Burning Man, who knows when I was a younger man years ago, but everybody spoke very highly of it. And then I just started to look at, you know, what are some of these ingredients that can help us improve our concentration? Because I know that if if I'm getting ready for a big work session or in my younger days, if I needed to study slugging a couple beers probably isn't going to help improve my concentration. Right. Um, but there are certain things that we can do that will help us. And so those things are really not made prevalent. And now it's becoming a little bit more apparent, a little bit more obvious. What are these things that we can take, whether they're teas or they're nootropics that can help us concentrate and focus for a long period of time. So I'd love for you to just, uh, help the listener with, if they've never heard of nootropics, what they are and how they help and, and what you do. Yeah. So nootropic, uh, the, the idea of a nootropic really started in 1972. Um, it comes from a French word that means mind turning. So new and tropic mind turning. So it, it's really anything that alters the mind state. Um, probably the, the best known nootropic substance is caffeine. Um, you know, uh, probably most of your listeners use caffeine on a daily basis. Um, and, and we know the effects, right? Uh, improved alertness, improved focus, concentration, elevated mood, all of those things are associated with caffeine. Um, and, and there's a lot of other substances that do other things, similar things. Um, and, and so the idea of a nootropic, really, it can be any number of ingredients. It can be a nutrient, it can be a food, it can be a botanical, um, whatever it might be, it just elevates cognitive performance overall. And we've really seen this area of the dietary supplement and the wellness industry. Um, they've really gravitated to and, and, and grab a hold of the nootropics um, because I think in part they're, they're super experiential. They're very felt. And so when you take these things, you should have um, a very quick and noticeable and immediate effect. And so that's, that's the, I really the value of nootropics. Um, of course, you can walk into drugstores, you can walk into, um, uh, you know, Targets and Walmart and CVS, and there's, there's a whole category for brain enhancement products. Um, some of them are okay. Um, you know, there's a lot of overlap and a lot of repetition um, within that category, but people are really aiming to create a product that is a low price. Efficacy isn't always the highest priority. Um, so it's something to be mindful of when you get into this category and make sure that you're using the right type of product uh, from the right brand. Um, and, and, and just to make sure that you're, you're getting the, the effects that you should be getting using the nootropic. I appreciate that overview. One thing that comes to my mind uh, regarding your experiences is the Ayurvedic medicine. And it's something that I've 
it's been a topic that's come up. And when people are speaking about it, they speak very highly of it. I don't know it very well. It just all makes sense to me, uh, naturopathic medicine in the sense that the body can and does heal itself. You look at when you get cut, it just scabs and scars and heals itself for the most part. And then the old adage of let food be thy medicine. I think Hippocrates said that the father of medicine or someone please correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know. Um, but yep, you know, it right. just makes sense that we can, we can take things from nature and improve the quality of our body's health, which improves our mental health. So when we're sluggish in body and we're, we're drinking Coke and KFC and everything else, we don't feel good. And we're not mentally, uh, sound. And I can recall coming from an ayahuasca experience and I was younger then, and this is the first time I'd done it. You have to do this diet where there's no sugar, no salt, no meat, no dairy. And I was like, what the heck am I going to eat? I thought at the time, I don't know if your stores have them, but they're called skillet sensations. And they're like a frozen meal. That was my healthy version. And I was like in my twenties. And so so bad late twenties probably. And so when I went through this diet for a week, the main benefit of the whole ayahuasca experience was that diet, because what happened after is I, I was reading the autobiography of a yogi, which we kind of discussed at the beginning. And I'd love for us to dive into, you know, exploring consciousness and reality and all those fun topics. We will get there, but I concentrated for about an hour and a half on the plane and I can't read that long. It's about 15, 25 minutes max. And then my brain leaves. And I was like, what is going on? I was so stuck in concentration. And I know for sure it was from what I had been eating or rather what I had eliminated. And I know Ayurvedic and natural medicine has that understanding in, in a mastery mode. And I'm curious if you can oh, yeah. share it with us. Oh yeah. I mean, we could spend the next two hours talking about this. This is, this is one of my favorite topics. It's, it's, I think incredible and incredibly interesting. So one of the most basic ideas from Ayurvedic medicine is that food is a nootropic. It's a mind altering substance. And so Ayurveda has stated very clearly that there is a direct relationship between food and the mind specifically. And so, um, well, I think what makes Ayurveda unique in part is that they believe that food determines the quality of your consciousness. So the quality of your food determines the quality of your consciousness. And so what you eat leaves an imprint on your mind. It's really kind of, again, that lens through which you see the world. Um, and, and so Ayurveda has a whole... Um, kind of branch, if you will, for mental health that's around diet, but it's not diet in the way that uh, I think Westerners look at food. Like, you know, you need to eat more protein and you need to get more fiber and less refined sugar. They look at it in terms of what is the energy in the food and, and not even the energy. When we talk about energy, you can, you can talk about space. You can talk about air, fire, water, Water, earth, which are the five great elements. But Ayurveda even goes even deeper and they look at what's called primal energies. And there's something called sattva, rajas, and tamas. And so all foods have these properties. And so um, in essence, uh, rajas is anything that's like creates movement in the mind. So coffee, right? Coffee creates movement in the mind. Thomas is dullness in the mind. And so their thinking is, as an example, when you eat meat or when you eat leftover food, you create dullness in the mind. And then there's something called sattva and sattva is purity. It's, it's just this open, white, beautiful, calm state. 
And so um, really all of yoga and all of Ayurvedic medicine is geared towards sattva or sattvic practices. And so there are foods that um, are, are, can be categorized as sattva predominant. And so Ayurveda and yoga, they're all about focusing on sattvic foods because those sattvic foods have that clear, open energy that is already innate in the food. And when you ingest them, you take on that mind state. And it's kind of the same mind state that you get when you meditate, you know, you're creating sattva in the mind. But the other way to do that is just through food, botanicals, nutrients. Um, so Ayurveda has, a, you know, a deep understanding of mental health and how you can impact uh, the brain for better or for worse. Well, that's an amazing explanation. And I'm wondering if you can go one step further and describe some of the foods or if somebody wants to do so, is there like common foods that people could eat? Like if they want to have an Ayurvedic diet for a week or, you know, cause for me, when it was simplified yeah. for uh, ayahuasca, I had simple mm -hmm. meals and I was like, all right, you know, yeah. I can follow this for a week. And then I was able to <laughs> kind of experience, you know, what you're speaking about. Cause it's important to test things, right? You have all these different diets. That's why we do elimination diets. Cause people are like, oh, you know what? Bread is killing me or yeah. uh, cheese is killing me or whatever the case is. And then they see the difference and now they notice it when they reintroduce it. Yeah. And so you can find all of this online. There are books written about this. Um, you know, so, so let's start with, um, Thomas, Thomas food. So Thomas is that dulling quality. Um, it, it can be grounding to the mind. So if your mind is too, it has too much movement and it tends to be very erratic, um, you can eat Thomas containing foods and it'll help to ground you. But the issue with Thomas foods is that over time, they just create dullness or heaviness in the mind. Um, so some Thomas foods would be alcohol, um, beef, pork, mushrooms. So the idea of mushrooms is really interesting to me because they're blowing up right now. Medicinal mushrooms, psychedelic mushrooms, mushrooms of all kinds. People are very interested in taking mushrooms, but from an Ayurvedic perspective, they're a big no-no always, no matter if they're reishi or they're lion's mane or shiitake they're always a no-no according to Ayurveda because mushrooms always have Thomas energy. And so they're dulling the mind. And so again, the, the goal of yoga, the goal of Ayurveda is to make sure that your mind is open and clear and peaceful and serene. So you don't want your mind to be weighed down. And so eating mushrooms will do that. Um, other examples would be fried foods, uh, fast foods um, and leftovers. So anytime that you cook a meal, you put it in the refrigerator and then you reheat it, whether it's the microwave, whether it's the stove, you're eating a Thomas filled meal. Even if it's all sattvic foods, if it's been reheated, it's full of Thomas heavy energy. And in essence, you're, you're eating dead food. And so that leaves an imprint on your brain and it's going to slow you down. It's going to make you more sluggish. Um, it's going to lower your kind of your, your consciousness, your, your mental energy and such. So that's Thomas, right? Um, there's the other extreme, which is Rajas. And Rajas is anything that stimulates the mind, right? Um, so coffee, we've mentioned already. Um, chicken, fish, onions, garlic. Um, you know, there's a reason that the, the, the yogis and certain ashrams, they avoid onions and garlic. They never cook with them. And in part, it's because of that Rajas energy. It's inciting too much mental stimulation, too much sexual energy. And so they make sure that they're limiting those whenever they cook. 
Um, fermented foods also are full of rajas. Uh, chocolate is full of rajas. So there are things that tend to just create movement in the mind. And you, and again, there's a moment when you want to use those. If you're feeling dull, it's good to balance that out with rajas, but you don't want to be on that teeter where you're constantly going from Thomas to Rajas. It's a better plan to just create sattva. And sattva, again, is that balanced, open, white space. And that's the goal. And so it's okay to eat a little bit of Rajas, a little bit of Thomas. But I think the goal, the better goal, is just to choose sattvic foods at least 80% of the time. You know, I mean, I always live by that 80-20 rule. I'm not you know, super pristine in my recommendations. I, you know, I, I like to live. I like to, um, you know, occasionally eat fast food or drink a Coke. Um, but with all that said, when you, when you focus on sattvic foods, you get a sattvic mind. And so water, um, fresh fruits, uh, fresh vegetables, nuts, seeds, legumes, non-meat proteins. Um, you know, it's things that we all know intuitively are good for us. And, and again, Ayurveda says why they're good for us. They're good in part because they're full of that balanced sattvic energy that, um, that, that really is important for mental health overall. I appreciate that. That's a fantastic overview. And now I can consider that if, you know, I'm feeling a certain way, right. I'm feeling a little sluggish. I can add in more fruit or, you know, vice versa. Um, that's, that's a very great overview. Now I'd love for us to kind of touch on something you shared at the beginning. I don't even know if I'm going to pronounce this right, but it's cellular senescence and the importance for aging. So some of the stuff you look at is longevity and anti-aging. And I'm curious if you can give us your master class on that topic. What should we be doing to, you know, extend our health be vibrant and full of energy. Awesome. Yeah. So, so my background is in Ayurvedic medicine, right? Which is 5,000 years old. It's, it, it's super incredibly ancient. Um, it's, it's traditional, it's tried and true. Um, Ayurveda has a whole branch of anti-aging recommendations and medicines called Rasayana. Um, and that's one of the eight branches of Ayurveda. And so Ayurveda really specializes in these anti-aging therapies. Um, and ultimately that's, that's what got me started in, in being interested in, in the aging processes and how you undercut them. Um, and, and some of the, some of the, the, the things that kind of lit a fire for me were, um, Shavan Prash, which is this, uh, incredibly robust blend of like honey and amla and metals and botanicals. And it's said when you consume this on a daily basis, that it will restore your youth. Um, and so this is widely available as an Ayurvedic uh, uh, product in the marketplace. Um, there's also another product called Shilajit. Um, Shilajit is, is kind of like the elixir of life. Um, it's uh, this kind of compressed plant and mineral matter that, that, oozes out of the Himalayas and you can capture it, you can purify it, and then you ingest it. Um, and it has some really uh, powerful and potent cell revitalization properties. So getting into this area of science has really blown my mind, but it's very interesting now when you get to the cutting edge, kind of the newest, latest thinking on aging. And, and that's, that's kind of where we are today when it gets to cellular senescence. Um, so on the other side of Ayurveda is this idea of the hallmarks of aging. And so modern scientists, modern physicians have really looked at 
um, the different processes that underline the aging process. And they've been able to identify 12. There are 12 primary processes that drive the aging processes uh, process. Uh, and, and so it's important because we now know that you can study all of those and you can see how we can intercept those and impact the aging process in a very significant way. And I would say that probably the, the, the one hallmark that has the most buzz right now is the area of cellular senescence. And um, senescence comes from the Latin term senex, that means to grow old. Um, but a cell that goes through senex is a cell that grows old. And in essence, it's a cell that has kind of aged over time and stopped replicating, but it's not dead. So the body doesn't eliminate it. So it's these cells move through um, their, their kind of life phase, but then they're stuck in this limbo state where they're just kind of hanging out. And so that's normal. That's healthy. Um, you know, it's, it's critically important to wound healing, which you brought up earlier, you know, that you, you need those senescent cells to rise up and then to be eliminated. And that's just part of the wound healing process. Um, however, it becomes problematic when those old kind of dead cells, they linger for too long. They end up taking up too much space and tissues, um, which decreases the structure of the tissue. It decreases the function of the tissue. Um, and we know that these cells secrete inflammatory compounds. So they're creating this micro environment of inflammation within tissues and then systemic inflammation in the body. And so senescence is not a good thing when, when these cells linger. Normally, cells will go through their life cycle and they'll go through apoptosis, which is uh, programmed cell death. And basically the cell will implode on itself and the neighboring cells will come gobble up all of the different components and then create a new cell, um, which is miraculous, right? It's, we're doing that millions and, and uh, maybe even billions of times um, every day throughout every, throughout every tissue in the body. But um, it becomes more problematic when these cells are sticking around and they're secreting these inflammatory compounds and they're influencing the neighbor cells around them. And so um, that really is the study of cellular senescence. And, and the, I think the, the, the interesting aspect of, the, of that is that we've now discovered compounds that can undercut that whole process, which is this idea of senolytics. Oh, wow. Well, that's incredibly fascinating. The follow-up question is, what do we do? <laughs> what it, you know, you, you talked about the, I think is the 12 factors of aging, but you phrased it in a different way. I'm curious if we're going to focus on one or if you can share a few and then what are the things that we need to do uh, to try to improve our, our longevity? What are the practical steps or things that we can incorporate? Yeah. I mean, when you get into the hallmarks of aging, I think we'll probably lose a lot of your listeners. It's, it's <laughs> pretty boring. I mean, it's, it's absolutely fascinating. It's deep. It's, it's, it's amazing. This idea of the, the hallmarks of aging was launched in 2013. Um, at the time there were nine, and then just this January of 2023, they introduced three more. So they added on dysbiosis, which is um, kind of an abnormal microbiome. They added in chronic inflammation, and then they added in uh, a kind of a, a disabled uh, autophagy. And autophagy is like cell repair processes. So now we have 12, and, and they're all interrelated. They feed into each other. They impact each other. 
Um, but, but cellular senescence is the one that has, I think, the most buzz. And so pharmaceutical industries are trying to get in there, biotech companies, um, and, and Neurohacker. I mean, we've created a product that is built to undercut this whole process. And so we discovered in 2015 that there is a way to undercut cellular senescence. Um, and so scientists at the Mayo Clinic and the Scripps Research Institute um, combined two nutrients, quercetin and desatinib, um, and they showed that when, uh, when, when mice as well as when humans ingested those two molecules, um, they were able to reduce their senescent cell load and bring about super functional results. So decreased in frailty, improved bone strength, um, increased uh, uh, ability to uh, walk farther, uh, increased health span, increased lifespan. So really incredible, uh, credible functional broad outcomes, which is kind of a, a miracle. And so I would say that that study in 2015 ignited this whole field. And so that was the first time that they coined uh, the term senolytic, which a senolytic is any substance that can destroy a senescent cell. And so we know that quercetin does it, which is a natural compound. Um, they also discovered recently that there's a compound called fisetin that's found in strawberries and apples and cucumbers. Um, but when in big doses, when you consume it, it undercuts that. It actually will uh, help a cell to move through apoptosis and then to fall off from the body. And so it's just, it's a very interesting area of science right now. There's a lot of buzz um, because if you can get rid of these senescent cells, the tissues will spontaneously uh, rejuvenate um, and, and they'll turn over and they'll become more youthful. And so the, in theory, what, what, what we can get to is that these, these tissues can, um, can, can totally shift to a more youthful phenotype over time. Um, and so these age-related problems that we have you can quote unquote reverse these through senolytic therapies. Wow. Well, that's incredibly fascinating. And so are you saying that the solution or one of the potential solutions is this? Uh, I don't even know how to pronounce it. I've seen it come up as a supplement before. It's like quercetin, uh, quercetin yep. and, and, and something else. And so it's interesting because when I look at this field, it's something that I don't know very much about. And I know of friends who are deeper into the field and they have more supplements and they're taking these things. Like one of them to me that comes up often is uh, turmeric. You know what I mean? Like these turmeric yep. capsules are really good for you. So from your perspective, what's something that like in different age groups, you know, twenties, thirties, and forties, you know, they can do proactively, you know, getting it in their diet or something you make or something other people make to get in their diet to kind of improve their health and longevity. And then also I'd love for you to move a little bit into biohacking. And if you can describe that and demystify it, because even for me, someone who sees these things and kind of believes it and I want to do it all, it's usually not at my fingertips, but if I had like the optimal setup and I could have anything at my fingertips, I'd yeah. love to know that protocol because then if I can get up and be at my peak mental, emotional, physical level, I can perform better. I can do more. I can be in a better state. I'm more peaceful. I'm less agitated. And I'd love to have your uh, doctor's recipe or recommendation for that. Awesome. So there's a lot to unpack there, Matt. Uh, if I get lost, you can definitely <laughs> guide me and, and yeah, to and your best, I throw a boatload at you. Yeah, go for um, it. 
So, so there, there's a lot to be done. Ultimately, there wasn't a Cenolytic product on the market um, that, that met what we thought it should be as a company. And so that's really why we designed Qualia Cenolytic is because we, there was nothing on the market that could do what we wanted to do. Um, and so we looked at all of the different research that's available. We looked at all of the compounds that are potentially senolytic, and we handpicked the nine that we thought were the best, including fisetin. Fisetin was shown in uh, 2018 to be the most potent senolytic substance. Um, and it was shown um, at later dates that to be very effective as a senolytic substance at 20 milligrams per kilogram of body weight, which is about 1400 milligrams per day. And so we, we, we just mirrored that right into our formula. We added in fisetin at 1400 milligrams per day. Um, <clears throat> what's, what's really interesting, I think, is how senolytics are dosed. Um, and you, you really don't find this. You, the idea is not to take quercetin every day as a senolytic or to take fisetin every day as a senolytic. Um, it's important to use intermittent dosing, which means you dose really heavy for a couple days and then you stop. And so that is how senolytics are always used in a clinical setting and it's shown to be beneficial. So this short-term high intensity dosing is much more effective than everyday continuous dosing of these different substances. So you mentioned turmeric. Turmeric is a senolytic compound. You know, we, we put in our formula um, a specific extract that actually crosses the blood brain barrier. And so we're hoping that it gets in there and it's addressing the senescent cells that are specifically in the brain. Um, and so that's really the intention there. Um, so intermittent dosing is critically important. Um, it's called hit and run. Um, and, and so you hit the body hard and then you run. Um, and, and the idea is that it really, it takes weeks for these things to reaccumulate over time. And, uh, for whatever reason, senolytics seem to have this lasting effect in the body. So our product is only taken two days per month, which is bizarre. Um, but we, we recommend taking six capsules on day one, six capsules on day two, and then taking a break for up to four weeks. And you can take a break for longer too. If you're, you know, if you're younger, you have less senescent cells. It's not as critical to make sure that you're doing this as frequent as you need to. Um, I often will recommend doing it seasonally, you know, so doing it four times per year, or even just doing it as a detox, a cell detox during the springtime. Um, but, but you know, I'm, I'm really excited about our product because it's, it is different than anything that's on the marketplace. Um, Senolytics aren't equally effective in all tissues. Um, and so we know that these different compounds have an affinity for certain tissues in the body. Um, and, you know, when you get into botanical medicine, you, you know that you, ginkgo has, has an affinity for the brain. You know that Hawthorne has an affinity for the heart. You know that ashwagandha has an affinity for the reproductive organs, um, on and on and on. They always have an affinity for really one tissue. And so it makes a lot of sense now that the research is showing that senolytics um, are very specific to one tissue. And so you need to have multiple senolytics to make sure that you're, um, you're increasing the clearance of senescent cells throughout all of the tissues in the body. 
Um, so, th- so that's it. That's, that's critically important. We have done science to show that our product is effective as well, which we always do. We run beta studies on all of our products to make sure they're safe, tolerable, and, and efficacious. Um, additionally, there, there's, there are a lot of things that you can do as well. You can't really get the quantity and sometimes the type of molecule uh, that, that I would recommend as a senolytic through the diet. Um, it, it's just really not possible. I mean, fisetin, as I mentioned before, it's 1400 milligrams. It seems to be the therapeutic dose. Um, we usually eat about 0.4 milligrams of fisetin on a daily basis, you know, from strawberries, apples, grapes, cucumbers. Um, so to get to that 1400 milligram dose, you would have to eat a truckload of strawberries. Um, so there's, you know, there's, there's ways to cheat. Um, the Japanese fruit wax tree is a, a, an incredible source of fisetin. Um, and so we can extrapolate the molecule, purify it, powder it, and put it into a capsule, which is, which is really fantastic. Um, so I would say in this case, senolytic pills are, are much more advantageous, much more beneficial than doing um, a diet. Um, if you want to do other things outside of qualia senolytic or other senolytic products, there are some known things that are um, that can be helpful. Um, we know that exercise is, is probably number one, it, although it's probably only mildly senolytic. Um, but studies show that it can reduce some of the biomarkers of senescent cell burden. Um, also fasting or even a fasting mimicking diet, like the Prolon diet, um, you know, that not only improves autophagy, which is cell repair, but it also can prime senescent cells for elimination from the body. And then, um, Lastly, I'll just mention here, so I don't keep going on a too large of a tangent, um, immune support. And so senolytics go in there and they induce apoptosis or cell death. And that's one way to get rid of the senescent cells. But the other way is through immune surveillance. And so the body naturally gets rid of uh, the senescent cells by and through the immune system. And so it's critically important that you have a very strong, robust immune response to make sure that you're taking care of these senescent cells um, over time. And I'm, you know, I have a number of things that I, I tend to recommend for immune support. I'm, I'm, I'm curious uh, what's on, what's kind of top shelf on your list. Well, I appreciate that overview. And what it really makes me think of is just the idea of a detox or a fast. It's like a cellular detox, you know, it's a taking a break. It's letting your body come back to uh, maybe zero or just like a resting heart rate, you know, a resting state, you stop, you know, stop ingesting. And that's what meditation is good for, right? Because you're ingesting things through your mind and through your screens and through your social media. And so, you know, this is something that goes deeper to your cells. And we know that when we're eating better foods and our body has less to process and, and can get back to a homeostasis where we're going to think more clearly. And then there are foods and there are supplements out there that can support us. So it seems like NeuroHacker has a lot of those, um, ingredients dialed in. You put all the ingredients on your, um, on your bottle. So people know, because it's hard to get. And when you're talking about, uh, Japan, it's funny. Cause I was thinking maybe that's one where the blue zones are, you know, maybe they have one of those pills. Cause the blue zone, yeah. yeah, they have the longest, uh, happiest population on earth. So maybe that's one of those factors. And if we can tune those in, 
uh, and be aware of them and then, you know, take the supplement to help us along with the healthy living and the exercise and obviously the other stuff, we can really prolong our life, but have a, a happy, meaningful life. But for me, I, I'd love to go for, uh, and if you want to add something to like the, I don't know, the scientific or supplement side, for sure, go for it. But from your experience studying like Ayurvedic medicine, going to, you know, ashram, studying consciousness and looking at mm -hmm. even uh, medicines that can improve our consciousness, which is very fascinating. There's very few things that do that. And that's why Ayurvedic is very interesting to see food as something that affects consciousness. What would you recommend or or how would you help people who want to have like more peace, more faith, mm -hmm. more certainty? What's your view? Yeah. Uh, like, I just want to throw like the biggest question at you and have you kind of sort through it. But we obviously live in a challenging world. You know what I mean? We want to live good lives. We want to be good parents. We want to be good members of our community. We want to make an impact in the world. And, you know, you've got your business mind. You're helping people physically who have illnesses. You've got um, your products that can help people as well. And you're researching, you know, what are the limits to human potential? And the big question is like, I guess, how do you pick through that? And how do we, how do you help people like come to a state of peace, coherence um, and optimization so they can find their own alignment? Because if we have quality of mind, we have peace, we have coherence and we have health. Yep. That is when we can really build when our mind is frazzled, it's in brain fog or, or we're in disease. We're on a hospital bed. We aren't doing anything. We aren't thinking about our passions. We aren't thinking about our dreams. We're thinking about, holy crap, how do I get through this? And so I'd love for you to just talk about that other side of the spectrum of what you think is possible through these tools, through consciousness, through evolution in yeah. your view and all those, those bigger topics I'm sure you explored in the ashram. Yeah. Awesome conversation. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, you know, so from an, a yogic perspective, when you get into the philosophy there, the, 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 really the only goal of yoga is to cease the fluctuations of the mind. That's it. And, and so to still the mind, to be quiet, to be peaceful. Um, I know yoga in the U.S. at least is associated with like, you know, vigorous exercise and sweating and, you know, spandex and and fine, but that when you get to its core and you go to India and you study it there, it, it becomes much more about the mind specifically. And it's a mind practice, much like meditation. And so uh, really the goal of, uh, of yoga is to still the mind and to increase flexibility, especially in the hips. So then you can sit in meditation for long hours and then go for enlightenment as it was. And that, you know, that there's a time in life when that becomes important. Um, and again, Ayurveda is the science of life and the science of living. And so they don't recommend that, you know, at an early age, they, they really honor the different phases of life. And they say during these later stages, these later phases, it's important to pursue enlightenment and to make peace with the universe um, and, and to just still the mind. And so generally after the age of about 40 is when Ayurveda would say that you should start pursuing these things really earlier. It's all about just getting yourself confidence, getting through school, um, you know, becoming healthy, getting a, a career, um, becoming stable, getting a family, um, having friends, like that's the important thing. But later in life, it's all about stilling the mind, opening the hips, quieting everything, and really just becoming more peaceful. 
overall. And so I love that. So yoga is the sister science of Ayurveda and Ayurveda, again, really focuses on the mind. They say that the origin of all disease starts in the mind. Um, and so they pay a lot of attention to the mind specifically. And, you know, when they talk about the mind and they talk about balancing the mind, they, they take some very, um, kind of, they make some foundational recommendations, you know, like follow the sun, you know, wake up when the sun comes up, go to sleep when the sun goes down, make sure you're resting enough, eat real food, get outside in nature, you know, things that we all know, but how many of us are actually doing that on a consistent daily basis? Um, not many at this stage. And so it's important to, I think, um, immerse yourself back into something larger than yourself, which is nature, um, and, and to really sync your cycles with nature cycles. Um, one thing that I found to be beneficial for that is uh, grounding or earthing. So I'm obviously, I'm, I'm in my office right now. I'm sitting in front of a computer. Um, I don't get outside and get barefoot as much as I want. And so my cheat code is using my earthing pad under my desk on a daily basis. Um, and, and that allows me to connect kind of with the earth energy to eliminate all the electrons, you know, promote some good energy in the body. Um, and, and it works very quickly. There's some really interesting research showing all of the different benefits that, um, you know, 30 minutes uh, of grounding can provide. And so that's, that's one of my go-tos. If I can't get outside, I can't go for a hike. I, I use my earthing pad, uh, underneath my desk. So huge proponent of that, um, I will say, you know, it's important to, to take care of your tissues, um, not only your mind, but your tissues. Ayurveda um, is a huge proponent of something called Abhyanga. Um, Abhyanga is self-massage. And so they, they recommend anointing your body with oil on a daily basis um, just to really nurture your tissues. And so based upon your body types, they recommend uh, certain uh, oils that are more constitutionally appropriate. You know, so if you're too hot, they recommend a cooling oil. Um, if you're too light, they recommend a heavy oil. They make very personalized recommendations to bring balance. Um, so I'm a huge proponent of that. I think doing that on a daily basis is really just like an act of self-love, um, I, I, I like to think about it in the same way that I think about oiling a piece of leather. You know, if you put a piece of uh, leather out in the sun and it's, there's no oil on it, it will wither away. But if you continually add oil to that piece of leather every single day and keep it out in the sun, that piece of leather will be in really good condition in many years. Um, and so that in part is the thought process of Ayurveda. Um, they also recommend Panchakarma doing uh, a detox therapy um, at least one time per year, um, which I can talk at great length. I, I won't. Um, I know you talked, you asked me earlier about um, specific foods and I, I kind of broke down some of them, but in terms of a meal that is sattvic, um, there's something called kitchari or kitchadi, um, again, recipes all over the interweb. Um, it's just a really basic blend of rice, mung beans, spices, vegetables, and ghee. Um, and that is a, a super sattvic meal. Um, you can use that meal every single day. You can use it as a mono diet for, you know, a specific period, maybe five or seven days. 
Um, and it just helps to push reset on the body. So when you eat that kind of meal, your mind literally just becomes a little bit more still, a little bit more open. Um, so I like that. It's a very gentle way to kind of shift the mind into a more peaceful state. Um, lastly, I mean, I'll, I'll just mention meditation. I mean, if there was one thing that I would recommend that everybody look into, um, if they're not already get into a meditation practice and it's, it is incredibly hard to do. Um, I would definitely plug into, a, a, a meditation practice that comes from a tradition or a lineage. Um, I personally have studied Vipassana, um, which comes from the Buddhist tradition. And I've studied that for years. And in part, I love it because there are retreats um, that, that teach you how to meditate. And these retreats are, they're, they're free. Um, they feed you, they house you, they give you the instruction. Um, and, and you meditate for up to 13 hours per day in silence for uh, 10 days. Um, and I've done that, you know, almost 10 times probably at this point. And for me, that, is, that has allowed me just to really ground myself into a meditation practice. You need a tool, something that you can focus on and use to really steer the mind and, 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 and to really get the benefits of meditation. So sitting there watching your breath is useful, but there's other tools I think that are more useful to make meditation um, an easier task, if that is, if that makes sense. Yeah, all of that was tremendous, incredibly practical, and some recommendations I've never had on the show before. So I very much appreciate those. And I'm going to make sure that the show notes has a list of them so people can go check out, check out the diets and some things to do. And the key is to apply if, if you're hearing this and there's one that sp spoke to you, try one of them. You don't have to try all of them. If you want to go nuts and try all of them, fantastic. Uh, but try one, you know what I mean? And see what happens. And that's in my life, what I've done that I think is one of the wiser things I've done among the things that weren't so wise is I go and immerse myself. I try it uh, really hard. You know, I go all in to see what happens. And then what it does is it gives me that Edu education, but experiential wisdom to know how it worked for me and when I could apply it and use it again, or, or maybe I need to modify it a little bit, but I really get to the bottom of it by actually trying it is the most important thing. And I just be curious because there's so much out there now and you studying this, when you talked about the earthing, Matt, are, are there certain things, if we look at the realm of biohacking, how do you describe that? And okay, as a 30-year-old man or woman, 40-year-old man or woman, if I can go nuts and get everything, if I can get the blue blocker sunglasses, the supplements, yeah. the grounding mat, the vibrational pad that does their, I want it all. So I want to yeah. know, like for you, you know, studying the science, like, is there some stuff out there that doesn't work as much? And I loved, actually, as you talked about the oils, one of my... Uh, friends, Marcella, who's worked with a lot of different shamans uh, down in South America, and she recommended basil oil pretty often, you know, and she gave me a big reason for it. Okay. And it's interesting to yeah. have the oil, right? And, and coming from Ayurvedic, uh, another lineage of thought that I think like goes back thousands of years, right? It's just like the shamans. It's like, oh, they're they're once again connecting you to the earth in some sort of capacity. Where when she told me that, I was like, that doesn't make any sense, but you know, right? So I start putting on a little bit of oil on myself. And now having your explanation, when you when you get that a little bit of an explanation or understanding of why you do something, you're a little bit more motivated to do it and to try it. And you're like, oh, this is why it works. This is what I'm doing. And you'll again 
see the results over time because if you just do it once, just like the leather example, you might not notice it, but over time, over a year, yeah. over two years, over three years, engaging in these practices, just like meditation, eating healthy, whatever the case is, you're really going to notice the compounding effect. And that's what, kind of what we're talking about. Because even if you have all the best stuff, you it's actually surprising how incredible the body is to have somebody just like, just tear their body apart, you know, eating nonsense, you know, junk food, crap, coffee, uh, sugars, pops, like nuts. You put them through a detox, you change their diet. And in three months and in six months, they're a brand new person. Even in a month or two weeks, you can see massive change. And I've seen that before. It's incredible. And for me, I'm like more in the middle. Like I do stupid stuff, but I also do good <laughs> stuff. So I'm trying to like, I'm always trying to fight that needle to like go over to the smart side, you know, take yeah. the things that you're supposed to do. So I'd be curious if you could talk about that a little bit, please. If that was even phrased as a question. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can't do everything. And and so, you know, start, um, you need to know yourself. I, I would highly recommend knowing your body type. It's not completely necessary because it definitely has an Ayurvedic twins to it, you know, and, I, but if you understand your body type, you understand the energetics and you understand what you need and what you don't need. Um, so I'm a Vata body type. I know that I'm predominantly air and space. And so I need fire. I need water. I need earth and everything that I do. And so if I do anything that has the elements of, again, space and air, it's going to create more Vata and I'm going to have Vata problems. And I, I just become erratic and, you know, so, so once you understand your body type, you know exactly what you need to do, but it does take a certain level of experimentation to kind of figure things out. And so I'm a huge advocate of using your yourself as a laboratory, um, you know, figure out what works because even, you know, if you're taking um, a product that is a nootropic product and it's recommended that you take four per day, maybe you only need one, you know, one capsule per day, maybe that's enough, you know, two would be way too much and you would be just crazy stimulated. So find what works for you. Um, you know, there's, I, I, I guess I'll just step back even further and talk about, um, what I used to talk about in a clinical setting was just focusing on foundational things first. And so I would always talk about the three B's. So every day, move your body every day, move your breath and every day, move your bowels. I mean, if you do that, you're going to be okay. I think everything else um, is just fireworks on top of that. But I think that is foundational. And there's a lot of other things you can add on top of those things. But moving your body, doing yoga, walking, running, bike riding, gardening, whatever, just move your body, moving your breath. You know, that can be quiet meditation. That could be more diaphragmatic breathing. Um, you know, that could be going for a vigorous walk and then moving your bowels, making sure that you're having well-formed bowel movements at least one time per day, ideally not more than three. There are things that you can do to supplement that. Trifola um, is a blend of three fruits from the Ayurvedic tradition. Um, it's considered the panacea according to Ayurvedic medicine. And so if you go to an Ayurvedic physician or practitioner, without a doubt, they're going to recommend Trifala, um, that three fruit formula to really take care, tonify your bowels, make sure that you're moving things on a daily basis. Wow. Again, I appreciate that. It's always, um, Practical. <laughs> I just say, I always want something to do. As soon as you're done talking, I'm like, all right, what, what can I do? 
now I know what I can do. You know, this has been a fantastic episode. We could dive into a lot of different avenues. We've covered a lot. I'm just curious with the topics that we have covered, is there anything that you think that we missed or that we should cover uh, for the audience? Because I know that when we get into health and longevity and different tools, I appreciate you bringing it back to those fundamentals and then adding on these secondary things, right? So whatever the case might be, it's a supplement or it's a a grounding pad or it's something, whatever the case is, you know, those are supplementary to your foundation. So I appreciate how you always bring it back and make it simple and and applicable. But I'm curious if there's anything that we should have touched about on our topic we missed. You know, I, 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 right now, I don't know, Matt. I don't, I don't see anything that um, I want to speak to. I think we've, you know, we touched upon nootropics. We've touched upon senolytics, which is amazing. Um, and then we did a deep dive. I, you know, I, I am particularly interested in psychedelics. Um, you know, I don't know that we need to do a deep dive there, but um, I will say, you know, Neurohacker, we flew out um, some of our executive team to uh, an ayahuasca retreat um, recently. And, and I thought that was amazing. And, and, you know, we're participating in that movement, which, um, is, is incredibly powerful within the right setting, um, with the right tools, with the right company. Um, and so I, 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 you know, I think we're going to continue doing a deeper dive into that area. And I just think that that is kind of the next frontier where, where all of this mental health, um, conversation is moving. And I, I appreciate it's an incredibly charged area. And I don't know that people really want to do, do a deep dive there. Um, some people do. I think people that are open to psychedelics that have tried psychedelics, but people that haven't, I think are super resistant um, to psychedelics and, and probably rightfully so. Um, but, but I think it's incredibly, um, it's just, I think it's amazing that we're starting to open up uh, clinical trials and we're starting to look at these things from with a scientific um, tinge to them. And, and I think they're going to prove to be incredibly therapeutic in ways that really nothing else is. Um, it is, in my opinion, the greatest reset that anybody can have. And so I'm, I am an advocate um, for certain types of psychedelics when used responsibly in the right settings. Um, and so I'll, I'll be curious to see where that whole area goes. I think we were kind of fooled by CBD a little bit by the THC and all the pot dispensaries and whatnot, but I think psychedelics is a whole nother beast. Um, and I think it's going to end up, uh, being incredibly rewarding, uh, in the long term. Yeah, I absolutely agree. You can see this resurgence in psychedelics, or I don't even know if you can call it resurgence, but uh, definitely it's becoming more mainstream. And I like how you phrased it because it is, it can be incredibly beneficial. And with the popularization of it, it can be a little bit more dangerous, you know, for a variety of different reasons. So used in the right set and setting with the right people for the right intention uh, with you know, the right will to apply what you learned after. What are you going there to do? You know, why are you doing it? You know, how can this help you? And then there are immense healing benefits for people who are unable to overcome addictions or who are very short-sighted and stuck in the material realm because ayahuasca in particular will really shatter your brain and your belief system and your energetic system to see the world in a whole new way 
and it's been my experience of people who've done that. It's it's a positive thing. It might not be comfortable, you know, what you've learned about yourself if you didn't want to see it, uh, but it's true. And then you you become a little bit more uh, grounded and a little bit more concerned with the welfare of everyone else and everything else, and not just you know you and your your short sighted view on the world. And I think that can be incredibly powerful. So if we yeah. do learn how to engage with these tools responsibly, we can really open our eye to a lot of potential because even with mushrooms, for example, it can give you a lot of great insight and ideas, but then you're going to have to go each and every day and put that work in to create that thing, to do the work, right? So we get the message, we get the vision, we get the inspiration, and then, all right, now we have to bring it down into this world with the will you know what I mean? It's like, we might be able to get the checklist and what to do, but are we doing yeah. it? Like those simple things you said, we know we're supposed to get outside, but crap, it's been two months of KFC and working and staring <laughs> at my computer and I haven't done anything. And so yeah. these resets are also important and the people you're around and the conversations you're having and the intentions. So I just appreciate uh, you and everything you're doing and uh, exploring that avenue because it excites me to know that people with uh, integrity and also uh, a, a quality intent are moving in that space, right? So they can invite more people who are on the fence and you can use it as a tool or not. It's totally up to you, but it's there available. And a lot of people who are very lost and uh, very powerful people, very powerful entrepreneurs sometimes, you know, with a lot of effect, a lot of resources, you know, come and it really changes their perspective. It changes their paradigm so that they say, oh, you know what? Now I have this whole new possibility. Now let's use the tools that I knew and get back to work in a new way. You know, let's direct that energy in a new way. And I feel like ayahuasca could be very helpful for that. And a very mild form of that too is fasting, right? Or a reset yeah. in some yes. sort of capacity, right? You have to reset that treadmill that you're on, right? And then adding some of those tools, right? The diet tools, the supplement tools, the exercise tools, and just really get clear, right? Try to step off the treadmill, look at everything and then get back on. And if you're like, okay, I'm excited about where I'm going, then you can, I'm in alignment. I'm in congruence. I feel more peace. I feel more happiness. I feel more optimism. I feel more joy. And if you're the opposite of those things, you might not be thrilled with your direction. So just take a step back, do a simple reset in whatever way uh, that's available to you yes. or that feels right to you. So, yeah, you're, yeah, you're spot on. It doesn't need to be drastic, you know, but I, I, but I will say psychedelics fasting, those are really important, uh, uh, resets or reboots for health, for the body. And so I, I, I'm a big advocate for that. Of course, the integration is critically important. You know, I've been reading a lot of Jordan Peterson, um, and he's talked a lot about psychedelics and he's like, yeah, well, you did it. You had this, this grand experience. You touched God and you, you know, you tasted the universe. Now what, you know? And so it's that integration. How do you integrate all of that to become um, a, a, a kinder, more loving, um, more connected, uh, happier individual and, and create change, you know, starting with your house, your community, your city, all of those things. And so, yeah, you got to be able to apply those lessons and move forward, um, holding that torch. And that's a really hard thing to do, but I think that's, that's part of this conversation that's emerging. I think that was lacking in, you know, in the sixties and the seventies, um, in the hippie revolution. But I think now the intention has, has shifted, which is a beautiful thing. 
Yeah. And when you speak about the integration, that's really what the shamans are about. And you have this uh, lineage of elders to go yeah. to, to then go apply, right? It's so important. And we don't really have that in this Western culture. And so if we can create that with that, a community of people to, you know, stay accountable to, because it'll shake up your whole world. If you have your worldview one way, uh, how it's been your whole entire life, and then it gets shattered, you're not going to know how to navigate this new realm. You need support. And so having a community, a friend, a guide, a mentor is so important. And if it can be uh, a group of people going the same direction, even better. Yeah. And that will really change how effective using these tools are, right? Because people can really get lost uh, by just not having any grounding and, and being completely unfamiliar with this new map of the world. Um, so it can be, it's positive that they see things new, but negative that they have, they don't know how to explore it, but if they can be guided and mentored, then they can steer that new intention, the new integrity, the new uh, mission or insights they have in a very powerful way. It's like, oh, no, no, no. Like we've been there before. I've experienced that. Don't worry. Here's something you can do or here's some support or whatever the case is. Then it's not so bad, right? It's like navigating this new dark forest by yourself. So I totally agree. And it is a very uh, fascinating frontier. Yeah. And, and I'll just plug since we're, we're on the conversation. Uh, Neurohacker is having a kind of Neurohacker week at Rhythmia um, which is an ayahuasca uh, plant medicine center in Costa Rica in July. So for any of your listeners that are out there interested in joining, uh, rhythmia.com uh, is the place to check that out. It's a very um, a super high-end uh, retreat uh, with, with shamans. There are four um, plant medicine ceremonies, uh, incredibly safe, sacred, uh, beautiful, a lot of integration, a lot of teachings. Um, Michael Beckwith, who uh, teaches the the Agape Church, um, and he teaches kind of this transformational philosophy. He has his team on the ground there teaching classes uh, in between all of the ceremonies, and so incredibly powerful um, uh, medicine. And and so neurohackers there talking about integration specifically, and then of course talking about the brain because that's what we do. Amazing. Well, I love it, man. I appreciate you coming on the show. I appreciate your work and your intention. Uh, if people want to find you, they want to stay in touch. Where should they go? Where should they? Yeah. Neurohacker.com is really, I would say the best resource. Uh, it's, you know, we are an education first company. We have tons of articles, blogs, monographs on, on botanicals and ingredients, and just, uh, it's a wealth of information there. Uh, of course. And then you can find Neurohacker on all the, the social apps such as Instagram and such. So. Amazing. Well, you know, I remember the, I think it was uh, what the qualia mind is the one that got famous. So I took that for a little bit and liked it. It was, well, who was the Joe Rogan one or whatever? He went nuts with it. And then that like kind of opened up the whole new tropics. But then I realized like it had been around forever. Uh, but your team gave me a code. So if people want to try any of the products, go over there and use mind body 15 and you get a discount. I don't know what it is, but you get something. Um, so if you're curious and you want to try it out, or if you have any questions, you can reach out to your team over there. Uh, but look at the ingredients, start to um, just consider food and supplement in a new way, right? What are you eating? What is it giving you uh, from everything as basic as like your daily meals to vegetables to your supplements? And if you can fine tune them a little bit, you might just notice how you think differently. And this is what I've been trying to focus on with my food over the last few years in supplements and slowly I'm making progress and every little bit helps. So, uh, yeah, thanks for coming, man. I appreciate it.
This was a lot of fun. Thanks, Matt. Okay, take care. Thanks, guys, for listening. See you in the next one. Peace. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, the absolutely amazing Dr. Nick Bitts. I hope that you enjoyed that episode, and if you did, you'll share it far and wide. Consider leaving us a review or even becoming a member at mattbelair.com for exclusive content, and you could do so for free or by donation. Um, if you want to check out any of the Neurohacker Collective products, you can use the checkout code MINDBODY15 and get a 15% discount at checkout. My recommendation is the Qualia Mind, but there is a lot of great products over there but for me i'm always looking for the hacks for focus for productivity uh to increase my sports performance and so that's the one that i like but uh, go check it out they have a lot of great stuff and i think that's it um anyone who wants to work with me just go over to mattbelair.com forward slash coaching there are a lot of programs on life purpose combining peak performance and also how to create that and turn that into a profitable business that you can sustain yourself while making an impact so if that sounds interesting to you hit me at mattbelair.com forward slash coaching and that's it let's come into a state of peace and coherence before we close this show wherever you are in the world just stop what you're doing take in a deep breath in through your nose hold that breath and let it out slowly, filling every cell, muscle, and fiber of your being with joy, peace, contentment, enthusiasm, courage, faith, energy, and get ready to enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode.